Chapter twenty five of Personal Narrative of Pilgrimage to Al Medina and Mecca. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter twenty five of Personal Narrative of Pilgrimage to Al Medina and Mecca by Richard Francis Burton. The Bedouin of Al Hijaz the arab may be divided into three races a classification which agrees equally well with genesitic genealogy the traditions of the country and the observations of modern physiologists footnote in holy writ as the indigents are not alluded to only the naukian race being described we find two divisions one the children of joktan the great-grandson of shem the mesopotamians settled in southern arabia from mesha or musa or mecca to safar or zafar amount of the east genesis ten thirty that is to say they occupied the lands of tahama to mahra two the children of ishmael and his egyptian wife they peopled only the wilderness of Paran in the sinaitic peninsula and the parts adjacent dr alois springer in the life of mohammed page eighteen throws philosophic doubt upon the ismailites descent of mohammed who in personal appearance was a pure caucasian without any mingling of egyptian blood and the ismailitish origin of the whole arab race is an utterly untenable theory years ago our historian sensibly remarked that the name saracen used by ptolemy and pliny in a more confined by ammianus and procopius in a larger sense has been derived ridiculously from sarah the wife of abraham in gibbon's observation the erudite interpreter of the one primeval language the acute bibliologist who metamorphoses the quail of the wilderness into a ruddy goose detects insidiousness and a sprint of restless and rancorous hostility against revealed religion he proceeds on these sound grounds to attack the accuracy the honesty and the learning of the mighty dead this may be a christian zeal but it's not christian charity of late years it has been the fashion for every aspirant to ecclesiastical honours to deal a blow at the ghost of gibbon and as has before been remarked mr forster gratuitously attacked burckhardt whose manes had long rested in the good will of man this contrasts offensively with lord lindsay's happy compliment to the memory of the honest swiss and the amiable eulogy quoted by dr keith from the quarterly volume twenty three and thus adopted as his own it may seem folly to defend the historian of the decline and fall against the compiler of the historical geography of arabia but continental orientalists have expressed their wonder at the appearance of this nineteenth century of the voice of israel from mount sinai and the indian in greece they should be informed that all our eastern students are not votaries of such obsolete vagaries and a footnote the first race indigents or autochthons are those sub-caucasian tribes which may still be met with in the province of mahra and generally along the coast between mascot and hadramaut footnote this is said without any theory according to all historians of long inhabited lands the advenae whether migratory tribes or visitors find indigents or greek and a footnote. the mahra the jannaba and the gara especially show a low development for which hardship and privation alone will not satisfactorily account footnote they are described as having small heads with low brows and ill-formed noses strongly contrasting with the jewish feature irregular lines black skins and frames for the most part frail and slender 
for a physiological description of this race i must refer my readers to the writings of dr carter of bombay a medical officer of the palinurus which when engaged on the survey of eastern arabia with ample means of observation he has not failed to remark the similarity between the lowest types of bedawi and the indigents of india as represented by vils and other jungle races this from a man of science who is not writing up a theory may be considered strong evidence in favour of variety in the arabian family the fact has long been suspected but few travellers have given their attention to the subject since the downfall of sir william jones's indian origin theory i am convinced that there is not in arabia one arab face cast of features and expressions as was formerly supposed to be the case and i venture to recommend the subject for consideration to future observers and a footnote these are arab al ariba for whose inferiority oriental fable accounts as usual by thaumaturgy the principal advenae of the naukians a great chaldean or mesopotamian tribe which entered arabia about two thousand two hundred a c and by slow and gradual encroachments drove before them the ancient owners and seized the happier lands of the peninsula the great anza and the Nejdi families are types of this race which is purely caucasian and shows a highly nervous temperament together with those signs of blood which distinguish even the lower animals the horse and the camel the greyhound and the goat of arabia these advenae would correspond with the arab al-mutarriba or the arabicized arabs of the eastern historians Footnote of this mesopotamian race there are now many local varieties the subjects of the four abyssinian and christian sovereigns who succeeded yusuf the jewish lord of the pit produced in al-yaman the modern akdam or the serviles the hujur of al-yaman and oman are a mixed race whose origin is still unknown and to quote no more cases the ibna mentioned in ibn ishaq were descended from the persian soldiers of anishirwan who expelled the abyssinian invader and a footnote. the third family an ancient and a noble race dating from nineteen hundred a c and typified in history by ishmael still occupies the so-called sinaitic peninsula these arabs however do not and never did extend beyond the limits of the mountains where still dwelling in the presence of their brethren they retain all the wild customs and untamable spirit of their forefathers they are distinguished from the pure stock by an admixture of egyptian blood and by preserving an ancient characteristics of the nilotic family footnote that the copts or ancient egyptians were half-caste arabs a mixed people like the abyssinians the gallas the somal and the kafirs an arab graph upon an african stock appears highly probable hence the old nilotic race has been represented as woolly-headed and of negro feature thus leo africanus makes the africans to be descendants of the arabs hence the tradition that egypt was peopled by ethiopia and has been gradually whitened by admixture of persian and median greek and roman blood hence too the fancied connection of ethiopia with cush susiana khuzistan or the lands about the tigris thus learned virgil confounding the western with the eastern ethiopians alludes to esque coloratus nilus de vexus ad indos and strabo maintains the people of mauritania to be indians who had come with hercules we cannot but remark in southern arabia the footprints of the hindu 
whose superstitions like the phoenix which flew from india to expire in egypt passed over to arabia with dupa sukhatra or sukhotra for a resting place on its way to the regions of the remotest west as regards the difference between japhetic and semitic tongues it may be remarked that though nothing can be more distinct than sanskrit and arabia yet that pahlavi and hebrew by professor bolin on genesis present some remarkable points of resemblance i have attempted in a work on sin to collect words common to both families and further research convinces me that such vocables in the arabic tor and the persian torah and the latin taurus denote an ancient rapprochement whose mysteries still invite the elucidation of modern science End of the ismailites are sub-caucasians and are denoted in history as the arab al-mustariba or the institutious or half-caste arab oriental ethnography which like most western sciences luxuriates in nomenclative distinction recognizes a fourth race under the name of arab mustajama these barbarized arabs are now represented by such a population as that of mecca that al aus and khazraj the himyaritic tribes which emigrated to al-hijaz mixed with the malika the jurham and the qatra are also races from al-yemen and with the hebrews a northern branch of the semitic family we have ample historical evidence and they know how immutable is race in the desert will scarcely doubt that the bedoui of al-hijaz preserves in purity the blood transmitted to him by his ancestors footnote the sharif families affect marrying female slave thereby showing the intense pride which finds no arab noble enough for them others take to wife bedoui girls their blood therefore is by no means pure the worst feature of their system is the forced celibacy of their daughters they are never married to any but sharif families consequently they often die in spinsterhood the effects of this custom are most pernicious for though celibacy exists in the east it is by no means synonymous with chastity here it springs from a morbid sense of honour and arose it is popularly said from an affront taken by a sharif against his daughter's husband but all arabs condemn the practice End of i will not apologize for entering into details concerning the personnel of the bedouin a precise physical portrait of a race it has justly been remarked as the soul's deficiency in the pages of bruce and of burckhardt footnote i use the word bedouin as popular abuse has fixed it every orientalist knows that the bedouin is the plural form of bedoui and ism and nisba or adjective derived from bedou a desert some words notoriously corrupt says gibbon are fixed and as it were naturalized in the vulgar tongue the word bedoui is not insulting like turk applied to an osmanli or a fella to the egyptian but you affront a wild man by mistaking his clan for a lower one ya hitaimi for instance addressed to a herbedoui makes him finger his dagger and a footnote the temperament of the hijazi is not unfrequently the pure nervous as the height of the forehead and the fine texture of the hair prove sometimes the bilious and rarely sanguine elements predominate the lymphatic i never saw he has large nervous centres and well-formed spine and brain a conformation favourable to longevity Bartema well describes his colour as dark leonine varies from the deepest spanish to a chocolate hue 
and its varieties are attributed by the people to blood the skin is hard dry and soon wrinkled by exposure the xanth house complexion is rare though not unknown in cities but the lucus does not exist the crinal hair is frequently lightened by bleaching and the pillar is browner than the crinal the voice is strong and clear but rather baritone than bass in anger it becomes a shrill chattering like the cry of a wild animal the look of a chief is dignified and grave even to offensiveness the respectable man's is self-sufficient and fierce the lower orders look ferocious stupid and inquisitive yet there is not much difference in this point between men of the same tribe who have similar pursuits which engender similar passions expression is the grand diversifier of appearance among civilized people in the desert it knows few varieties the Bedouin cranium is small, oidal, long, high, narrow, and remarkable. In the occupant for the development of Gaul's second propensity, the crown slopes upwards towards the region of firmness, which is elevated, whilst the sides are flat to a fault. The hair, exposed to the sun, wind, and rain, acquires a coarseness not natural to it. Footnote. This coarseness is not a little increased by a truly Bedouin habit of washing his locks with blank word in Arabic. It is not considered wholly impure, and is also used for the eyes, upon which its ammonia would act as a root stimulant. The only cosmetic is clarified butter, freely applied to the body as well as to the hair. And a footnote. Worn in Gurun. Footnote. Gurun properly means horns. The Sharif generally wear their hair in haffa, long locks hanging down both sides of the neck and shaved away about a finger's breadth round the forehead and behind the neck. And a footnote. Ragged elf locks hanging down to the breast are shaved in the form of shusha or a skull cap of hair. Nothing can be wilder than its appearance. The face is made to be a long oval, but want of flesh detracts from its regularity. The forehead is high, broad, and retreating the upper portion is moderately developed but nothing can be finer than the lower brow and the frontal sinuses stand out indicating bodily strength and activity of character the temporal fossa are deep the bones are salient and the elevated zygomata combined with the lantern jaw often give a death's head appearance to the face the eyebrows are long bushy and crooked broken as it were at the angles where order is supposed to be and bent in sign of thoughtfulness most popular writers following the page footnote this traveller describes the modern mesopotamian and northern race which as its bushy beard unusual feature in pure arab blood denotes is mixed with central asian in the north as might be expected the camels are hairy whereas in al hijaz in the low parts of al yemen a whole animal does not give a handful fit of weaving the arabs attribute this as we should to heat which causes the longer hairs to drop off and a footnote describes the arab as large ardent and black the badawi of the hijaz and indeed the race generally has a small eye round restless deep-set and fiery denoting keen inspection with an ardent temperament and an impassioned character its colour is dark brown to green-brown and the pupil is often speckled the habit of pursing up the skin below the orbits and half-closing the lids to exclude glare plants the outer angles with premature crow's feet 
another peculiarity is the sudden way in which the eye opens especially under excitement this combined with its fixity of glance forms an expression now of lively fierceness then of exceeding sternness whilst the narrow space between the orbits impresses the countenance in repose with an intelligence not destitute of cunning as general rule however the expression of the bedouin face is rather dignity than that of cunning for which the semitic race is celebrated and there are lines about the mouth in variance with the stern or the fierce look of the brow the ears are like those of arab horses small well-cut casty and elaborate with many elevations and depressions the nose is pronounced generally aquiline but sometimes straight like those greek statues which have been treated as prodigious exaggerations of the facial angle for the most part it is a well-made feature with delicate nostrils below which the septum appears in anger they swell and open like a blood mare's i have however seen in not a few instances part and offensive pugs deep furrows descend from the wings of the nose showing an uncertain temper now too grave then too gay the mouth is irregular the lips are either bores denoting rudeness and want of taste or they form a mere line in the latter case there is an appearance of undue development in the upper portion of the countenance especially when the jaws are ascetically thin and the chin weakly retreats the latter feature however is generally well and strongly made the teeth as usual among orientals are white even short and broad indications of strength some tribes trim their moustaches according to the sunnah the shafis often shave them and many allow them to hang persian-like over their lips the beard is represented by two tangled tufts upon the chin where whiskers should be the place is either bare or thinly covered with straggling pile the bedouin of al hijaz are short men about the height of the indians near bombay but weighing an average a stone more as usual in this stage of society stature varies little you rarely see a giant and scarcely ever a dwarf deformity is checked by the spartan restraint upon population and no weakly infant can live through a bedouin life the figure though spare is square and well knit fullness of limb seldom appears but about spring when milk abounds i have seen two or three muscular figures but never met a fat man the neck is sinewy the chest broad the flank thin and the stomach indrawn the legs though fleshless are well made especially when the knee and ankle are not bowed by too early riding the shins do not bend cucumber-like to the front as in in the african race footnote magnum inter arabes et africanos descrimen efficit arabum parvula membra sicut nobilis aqui africanum tamen flacum crassum longumque itaque sens erectum tamen parum distenditur argumentatum validissimum estat indagandam egyptorum originem nilotica enim gens membrum habet africanum and a footnote the arms are thin with muscles like whipcords and the hands and feet are in point of size and delicacy a link between europe and india as in the celt the arab thumb is remarkably long extending almost to the first joint of the index which with its easy rotation makes it a perfect prehensile instrument footnote whereas the saxon thumb is thick flat and short extending scarcely half-way to the middle joint of the index and a footnote 
the palm also is fleshless small-boned and elastic with his small active figure it is not strange that the wildest bedouin gait should be pleasing he neither unfits himself for walking nor distorts his ankles by turning out his toes according to the farcical rule of fashion and his shoulders are not dressed like a drill sergeant's to throw all the weight of the body upon the heels yet there is no slouch in his walk it is light and springy and errs only in one point sometimes becoming a strut such is the bedouin and such he has been for ages the national type has been preserved by systematic intermarriage the wild men do not refuse their daughters to a stranger but the son-in-law should be forced to settle among them in this life which has its charms for a while ends in becoming wearisome here no evil results are anticipated from the union of first cousins and the experience of ages and of mighty nation may be trusted every bedouin has a right to marry his father's brother's daughter before she is given to a stranger hence cousin or bintam in polite phrases signifies a wife Footnote. a similar unwillingness to name the wife may be found in some parts of southern europe where probably jealousy or possibly asiatic custom has given rise to it among the maltese it appears in a truly ridiculous way for example dis la mia mogli con rispetto parlando etc says the husband adding to the word spousa saving your presence as if he were speaking of something offensive End of footnote. our physiologist adduced the sangre azul of spain footnote. dr howe in the report on idiotcy in massachusetts in eighteen forty eight asserts that the law against the marriage of relations is made out as clearly as though it were emitted on table of stone he proceeds to show that in seventeen households where the parents were connected by blood of ninety-five children one was a dwarf one was deaf twelve scrofulous and forty-four idiots total fifty-eight diseased and a footnote and that the case of the lower animals to prove that degeneracy inevitably follows breeding in footnote yet the celebrated flying childers and all his race were remarkably bred in there is still in my humble opinion much mystery about the subject to be cleared up only by the studies of physiologists and a footnote either they have theorized from insufficient facts or civilization and artificial living exercise some peculiar influence or arabia is a solitary exception to the general rule the fact which i have mentioned is patent to every eastern traveller after this long description the reader will perceive with pleasure that we are approaching an interesting theme the first question of mankind to the wonder what are the women like truth compels me to state that the women of hijazi bedouin are by no means comely although the banu amru boasts some pretty girls yet they are far inferior to the high bosom beauties of Najd. and i warn all men that if they run to al hijaz in search of a charming face which appears in my sketch-book as a bedoui girl they will be bitterly disappointed the dress was arab but it was worn by a fairy of the west the hijazi woman's eyes are fierce her features harsh her face haggard like all people of the south she soon fades in an old age her appearance is truly witch-like withered crones abound the camps where old men are seldom seen the sword and the sun are fatal to 
a green old age unconscious of decay the manners of the bedouin are free and simple vulgarity and affectation awkwardness and embarrassment are weeds of civilized growth unknown to the people of the desert footnote this sounds in english like an irish bull i translate bedou as the dictionaries do a desert and a footnote yet their manners are sometimes dashed with strange ceremoniousness when two friends meet they either embrace or both extend the right hands clapping the palm to palm their foreheads are either pressed together or their heads are moved from side to side whilst for minutes together mutual inquiries are made and answered it is a breach of decorum even when eating to turn the back upon a person and if a bedouin does it he intends an insult when a man prepares coffee he drinks the first cup the sherbet kajari of the persians and the Suleimani of egypt render this precaution necessary Footnote. the sherbet kajari is the aqueta of persia and derives its name from the present royal family it is said to be a mixture of verdigris with milk if so it is a very clumsy engine of state policy in egypt and masul Suleimani, the common name of an afghan is used to signify poison but i know not whether it be a merely euphuistic or confined to some species the banks of the nile are infamous for these arts and mohammed ali pasha imported it it is said professional poisoners from europe and a footnote. as a friend approaches the camp it is done to strangers for fear of startling them those who catch sight of him shout out his name and gallop up saluting with lances or firing matchlocks in the air this is the known label barud or gunpowder play bedouin are generally polite in language but in anger temper is soon shown and although life be the peril the foulest epithets dog drunkard liar and infidel are discharged like pistol shots by both disputants the best character of the bedouin is a truly noble compound of determination gentleness and generosity usually they are a mixture of worldly cunning and great simplicity sensitive to touchiness good-tempered souls solemn and dignified withal fond of a jest yet of a grave turn of mind easily managed by a laugh and a soft word and placable after a passion though madly revengeful after injury it has been sarcastically said of the benu harb that there is not a man que c'est ne the reader will inquire like the critics of a certain modern humorist how the fabric of society can be supported by such material in the first place it is a kind of society leonine in which the fiercest the strongest and the craftiest obtain complete mastery over his fellows and this gives a keystone to the arch secondly there is the terrible blood feud which even the most reckless fear for their posterity and thirdly though the revealed law of the koran being insufficient for the desert is openly disregarded the immemorial customs of the qadi al-arab or the judge of the arabs form a system stringent in the extreme footnote throughout the world the strictness of the lex scripta is an inverse ratio to that of custom whenever the former is lax the latter is stringent and vice versa thus in england where law leaves men comparatively free they are slaves to a grinding despotism of conventionalities unknown in the land of tyrannical rule 
this explains why many men accustomed to live under despotic governments feel fettered and enslaved in the so-called free countries hence also the reason why notably in a republic there is less private and practical liberty under a despotism the qadi al-arab or the judge of the arabs is in distinction to the qadi al-shar' or the qadi of the quran the former is almost always some sharp-witted grey beard with a minute knowledge of genealogy and precedence a retentive memory and an eloquent tongue and a footnote the valour of the badawi is fitful and uncertain man is by nature an animal of prey educated by the complicated relations of society but readily relapsing into his old habits ravenous and sanguinary propensities grow apace in the desert but for the same reason the recklessness of civilization is unknown here savages and semi-barbarians are always cautious because they have nothing valuable but their lives and limbs the civilized man on the contrary has a hundred wants or hopes or aims without which existence has for him no charms arab ideas of bravery do not prepossess us their romance full of foolhardy feats and impossible exploits might charm for a time but would not become the standard works of a really fighting people footnote thus the arabs being decidedly a parsimonious people indulge in exaggerated praises and instances of liberality hatim al-ta'i whose generosity is unintelligible to europeans becomes the arab model of the open hand generally a high bow ideal is no proof of a people's practical pre-eminence and when exaggeration enters into it and suits the public taste a low standard of actuality may be fairly suspected but to convince the oriental mind you must dazzle it hence in part the superhuman courage of antara the liberality of hatim and the justice of umar and the purity of leila and majnun under circumstances more trying than art chronicled in the matilde or the newest american novel and a footnote nor would a truly valorous race admire the cautious freebooters who safely fire down upon the caravans from their eyries arab wars too are a succession of skirmishes in which five hundred men will retreat after losing a dozen of their number in these partisans fighting the first charge secures a victory and the vanquished fly till covered by shades of the night then come cries and taunts of women deep oaths wild poetry excitement and reprisals which will probably end in the fight of the former victor when the peace is to be made both parties count up their dead and the usual blood money is paid for excess on either parties generally however the feud endures till all becoming weary of it some great man as the sharif of mecca is called upon to settle the terms of a treaty which is nothing but an armistice after a few months peace a glance or a word will draw blood for these hates are old growths and the new dissensions easily shoot up from them but contemptible though their battles be the bedouin are not cowards the habit of danger in raids and blood feuds the continual uncertainty of existence the desert the chase the hard life and exposure to the air blunting the nervous system the presence and the practice of weapons horsemanship sharp shooting and martial exercise habituate them to look death in the face like men and powerful motives will make them heroes 
the english it is said fight willingly for liberty our neighbours for glory the spaniard fights or rather fought for religion and pundoner and the irishman fights for fun of fighting gain and revenge draw the arab sword yet then he uses it fitfully enough without the gay gallantry of the french or the persistent stay of the anglo-saxon to become desperate he must have the all-powerful stimulants of honour and fanaticism frenzied by the insults of his women or by the fear of being branded a coward he is capable of any mad deed footnote at the battle of bissel when mohammed ali of egypt broke the four thousand guerillas of faisal's son of saud the wahhabi whole lines of the benu asir tribe were found dead and tied by the legs with ropes the system of colligation dates from the old times in arabia as the affair of the chains or that is salasil proves it is alluded to by the late sir henry elliot in his appendix to the arabs in sindh a work of remarkable sagacity and research according to the Beglarname, it was a custom of the people of hind and sindh whenever they devote themselves to death to bind themselves to each other by their mantles and waistbands it seems to have been an ancient practice in the west as in the east the timbri to quote no other instances were tied together with cords when attacked by marius tactic truly worthy of savages to prepare for victory by expecting a defeat and a footnote and the obstinacy produced by strong religious impressions gives a steadfastness to his spirit unknown to mere enthusiasm the history of the bedouin tells this plainly some unobserving travellers indeed have mistaken his exceeding cautiousness for stark cowardice the incongruity is easily read by one who understands the principles of bedouy warfare with them as amongst the red indians one death dims a victory and though reckless when their passions are thoroughly aroused though heedless of danger when the voice of honour calls them the bedouin will not sacrifice themselves for light motives besides there have been as has been said another and a potent incentive of cautiousness whenever peace is concluded they must pay for victory there are two things which tend to soften the ferocity of bedouin life these are in the first place intercourse with citizens who frequently visit and entrust their children to the people of the black tents and secondly the social position of women the rev charles robertson author of certain lectures on poetry addressed to working men asserts that passion became love under the influence of christianity and that the idea of a virgin mother spread over the sex as sanctity unknown to the poetry or to the philosophy of greece and rome footnote though differing in opinion upon one subject from the rev mr robertson the lamented author of this little work i cannot refrain from expressing the highest admiration of those noble thoughts those exalted views and those polished sentiments combining the delicacy of the present with the chivalry of the past age appear in a style as smooth as woman and as strong as man would that it were in my power to pay a more adequate tribute to his memory and a footnote passing over the objections of deified eros and immortal psyche and of the virgin mother symbol of moral purity being common to every old and material faith i believe that the noble tribes of savages display that principle footnote even juno the most meaningless idolatries became according to pausanias 
a virgin once every year and be it observed that al-islam the faith not the practice popularly decided to debase the social state of womankind exalts it by holding up to view no fewer than two examples of perfection in the prophet's household khadija his first wife was a minor saint and the lady fatima is supposed to have been spiritually unspotted by sin and materially ever a virgin even after giving birth to hassan and al-hussein i believe that all the noble tribes of savages display the principle thus we might expect to find wherever the fancy the imagination and the ideality are strong some traces of sentiment innate in the human organization it exists says mr catlin amongst the north american indians and even the gallas and the somal of africa are not wholly destitute of it but when the barbarian becomes a semi-barbarian as are the most polished orientals or as were the classical authors of greece and rome the women fall from their proper place in society become mere articles of luxury and sink into the lowest moral condition in the next stage civilization they rise again to be highly accomplished and not a little frivolous mrs martineau when travelling through egypt once visited a harem and there found among many things especially in ignorance of books and bookmaking materials of a heartbroken wail over the degradation of her sex the learned lady indulges too in sundry strong and unsavoury comparison between the harem and certain haunts of vice in europe on the other hand male travellers generally speak lovingly of the harem so nini no admirer of egypt expatiates on the generous virtues the examples of magnanimity and affectionate attachment the sentiments ardent yet gentle forming a delightful unison with personal charms in the harems of the mamluks as usual the truth lies somewhere between the two extremes human nature all over the world differs but in degree everywhere women may be capricious coy and hard to please in common conjunctures in the hour of need they will display devoted heroism any chronicler of the afghan war will bear witness that warm hearts noble sentiments and an overflowing kindness to the poor the weak and the unhappy are found even in the harem europe now knows that the muslim husband provides separate apartments and a distinct establishment for each of his wives unless as sometimes happens one be an old woman and the other a child and confusing that envy hatred and malice often flourish in polygamy the moslem asks is monogamy open to no objections as far as my limited observation go polyandry is the only state of society in which jealousy and quarrels about the sex are the exception and not the rule of life in quality of doctor i have seen little and heard much of the harem it often resembles a european home composed of a man his wife and his mother i have seen in the west many a happy fireside fitter to make mr martineau's heart ache than any harem in grand cairo were it not evident that the spiritualizing of sexuality by sentiment of propensity by imagination is universal among the highest orders of mankind c'est le tof de la nature que l'imagination a brodé says voltaire i should attribute the origin of love to the influence of the arab's poetry and chivalry upon european ideas rather than to medieval christianity 
certain fathers of the church it must be remembered did not believe that women have souls the muslims though never went so far End of chapter twenty five part one